Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always is Tyler. Tyler, I'm really excited for this show. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. we got to talk about some sports, some good, some bad. We're going to talk about masks in schools again because we've never talked about it on this show before, so it's absolutely <laughs> critical. We're going to talk about how to get out your rage peacefully and legally in Lexington, and we're going to do our Coke take taste test in round number three of topics. I'm excited. This is a great show. This is episode 83. This is the John Mayer edition of the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll podcast. Okay, you've lost me. How, how is it the John Mayer edition? Uh, well, apparently, if you uh, Google facts about the number 83, there's apparently a song by John Mayer entitled 83. Okay. Which is in reference to the year 1983. Solid year. And, and the song is about when he was a kid and you know things were just more simple growing up. 1983 also happens to be, Brandon, the year I was born. So we could just call this the, the me episode. Yeah, that's great. Is, is, is it all about like, me. Is that song kind of like Summer of 69 where he's like, I got my first real six string? <laughs> is it kind of one of those? Is it like Glory Days? Is it like Smashing Pumpkins 1979? They also had a song like that. Is well, it similar? You'll, you'll just have to listen to it and find out. What's your favorite John Mayer song? Um, I can tell you which one it isn't. Okay. Y- your Body is a Wonderland. Oh, tch. You don't like that song? It's terrible. <laughs> That's a song that he wrote when he was probably in college at a frat party somewhere. He's like, hey, watch me get this chick right here. I'm going to go make up this song right here. And he goes and pulls up a guitar, and he just starts making up stuff. And the girls are like, oh, my God, John, this is fantastic. That's what it sounds like to me. That's what I envisioned that song. Came so from. You, you don't think those lines would actually work in real, if you just went to a girl and talked about her candy lips and her bubblegum tongue? You, you, <laughs> no, you, you, don't, you don't think that works in real life. It has the real life sex appeal of unskinny Bob Tyler. <laughs> it's like if you walked up to a girl and you said, uh, "Like gasoline, you want to pump me?" You know, it's it's kind of like well, it, in in lyrical content in a song, it sounds okay, but in reality, there's no chance. What's got you so jumpy? You know, it's 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 the same effect. Uh-huh. John Mayer and Poison have the same. I I, I think most women would just. Dis- uh, women like John Mayer, right? Women I'm, like Brett Michaels too. Well, that's true. Maybe there's a cross section there between Brett Michaels and John there, Mayer. This is a very unique Venn diagram that we have <laughs> delved into. We need to put that on Twitter. Do you find both John Mayer and Brett Michaels appealing? Women only. Let's see what comes of that. That could be an intro. We have veered way off course here. already. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be a fun show nonetheless. We talked about some of the topics we're covering. I'm most excited, to be honest with you, Tyler, about segment three where we talk about the Coke tech taste test. We're not just talking about it. We're doing it. And we're going to have what? Coke, Diet Coke, caffeine-free Coke, and Coke Zero Sugar. We're going to taste the four because last week I might have, I might have made some disparaging comments uh, against a drink that you have regularly <laughs> on the show, right, Tyler? That's correct. You know, last week, if if you missed it, we did our draft of our favorite soft drinks, and of course, I every week on this show have a caffeine-free Coke with my bourbon because uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I, I get migraines if I have too much caffeine. So several years ago, I had to convert to the caffeine-free version Fair. of coca-cola classic uh which i believe you said and quote tastes like battery acid that is an exact quote because <laughs> i've thought that for years but it's going to be interesting to see if i can tell without knowing so my wife's going to come down here towards the end of the show she's going to help pour the glasses and she's going to write down what everything is so we won't know maybe it's just a bias that i have tyler we're going to find out in segment three we but will before find out we get going too far you know how we roll we need to know what's going on in the world of tyler this week what's up 
Uh, let's see what. Uh, well, is you know, a rough week at work. We we had somebody who left this week, uh, so of course everybody else kind of has to pick up the slack when when somebody <laughs> leaves. So you know, work, work has been very busy. But I actually saw something on Twitter this week mm-hmm. that I wanted to pose this question to you, Brandon, and also to our listeners. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but the question was. I think it was about the NFL or the NBA, and it was it was something to the effect of, if someone gave you five million dollars, yeah, would you never watch another NFL game or NBA? You know, pick your pick your sport, whatever. Okay, would you never watch one of those games again? And so it got me to thinking: How much would someone have to pay me to never watch a UK? Football, basketball, let's just say any UK athletic event in general, just cover all sports. Yeah. How much, it, or is there even an amount mm. to where you would no longer watch UK sports? Mm, that's, a, that's a tough one, Tyler. What do you think? That's tough because, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, I love, I'm a football guy, you know that. And for me not to be able to watch UK football would be terrible i live for the pain and agony i live for the pain and suffering i live for this turnaround that mark stoops has created with this program it's absolutely awesome and to not be able to see it would be just horrible you'd have to listen on radio i guess you could listen on radio right people used to do this back in the day they did so you're actually saying (laughs) what you're saying is would you take five million dollars to give away a modern convenience while still being able to access the content live that's correct and in my opinion i'd take the five million dollars I would take the $5 million. And you know what I would do? If, if it was a lot of money, if somebody said, hey, I'll give you $50 million, you know what I would do? I would pay people to reenact the game in front of me. I would build a <laughs> a basketball court at my house with the millions of dollars, and I would tell the guys, hey, watch the game, and then two hours later, I want you guys to reenact everything that happens. <laughs> and you, you think that would be just as good? Huh? I think yeah, it would be very entertaining, I can tell you that. Uh, but that's what I would do. So I would go without it. It's a modern convenience. You know, when, when Rupp was winning all those titles, people weren't watching on the right. TV, Tyler. They were yep. watching. They it were was listening all radio. to Kaywood. And I think it may be good to go back to that. So I would go back to radio. Okay. Is, is five million the minimum you would take? Would you take I less think so. than I that? Think, I think five's got to be that's the, the magic number. Yeah, because there's just so much enjoyment you get. You know, you only get to live once. You really want to maximize every day that you're here. And those days are maximized when Kentucky sports are on. Yeah. See, I, I I don't think it it might be different if there's the you know the suitcase with the hundred dollar bills wrapped up is sitting here staring at staring at me in the face. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I don't think I would do it for any amount. For any really? No. Like Z, you're talking so ten million dollars? No. Twenty million? I, I I think just the happiness that UK sport. I I mean, it just brings me so much joy. It, it, I don't even know what I would talk to people about if I haven't seen the UK basketball. The weather. Politics, yeah, who, Trump, who, Biden. Who wants to talk about that? War. That's boring. Uh, yeah, that's what everybody talks about <laughs> these days. So I mean, you could do that. I mean, I, I guess it also in in this scenario, do, do highlights count? Could I watch the highlights? That was my question because they put out those three minute clips yeah, of the could, highlights. Could I the watch game. the three minute highlights? But that's clip. watching the game. I think so too. I think yeah, your your eyeballs are seeing what's happening, and that yeah. just won't won't do. So. All I get is the radio. You could never go to a game and per- think, think about never ever going to another game again. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. I mean, maybe like I mean, because you got to figure, you know, we hopefully knock on wood have another, you know, forty so year, forty fifty years of life left. Yeah, that's a long time. 
Hey, with, that is tough. Now education. that you say it like that, Ty, that's tough. Like you, you, mm. you want to spend the next 40, 50 uh, years not watching UK games? That is tough. But it, again, this isn't a thing until the last you know 40 years. Sure. People didn't People have did access it. to yeah. all the games. People. Only a few games were on TV. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. We could go back and live like the 60s, I guess, 50s and 60s. It'd be hard. but it, Yeah, but it was, a, it was a very interesting question. It made me do some, some self-evaluating with that. Yeah, that's pretty deep, Tyler. Yeah, but like I said, it might be different if the money is staring me in the face, but in my mind, I'm not taking it. Yeah, it would, Tyler. Probably. It probably would. Yeah, it would definitely... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it would definitely impact you. I have a uh, feeling about that. Yeah. And what's what's been up at the Boyd household this week? Well, you know, just a, a lot of work stuff. But then also, if we're talking about stuff outside of that, um, we started shopping for outdoor patio furniture. You know, oh, boy. You, you know, we got this big hole in the ground. We've had it for six months. Yeah. We're putting in a pool, right? You've seen it. It looks great. It's a gigantic cement, cement hole. Mm-hmm. Nothing going on there. So we went shopping for uh, outdoor chairs. And I had no idea there was so much variety and chairs and so many materials and so many things to think about tyler but my head's about to spin i could tell you everything about every piece of outdoor furniture right now do you ever wow. do that do you ever do that like if you get on something new and you're like okay i'm gonna go down the rabbit hole i'm gonna learn what i can about this uh-huh. and you just go down the rabbit hole you youtube research things you look at reviews on stuff and before you know it you're just mentally exhausted have you ever done that <laughs> I do it all the not, time. Not about chairs. Maybe oh, about other things, maybe, Tyler, but not, not chairs. Tyler, so I've much. done it about ladders. Okay? I, <laughs> once, once I get on something, I will go down the rabbit hole, and I will become an expert in that thing. I don't even own a ladder. Okay, well, maybe that's your next obsession. <laughs> but uh, I can tell you all kinds of stuff about ladders. But uh, <laughs> outdoor furniture shopping has been a treat, to say the least. And we came up with a stuff. It's called Pollywood. Okay. You ever heard of it? Pollywood? No idea. Probably wouldn't have unless you learned something new. Pollywood, it's like just basically made out of recycled materials. Okay. It's made in uh, California or something like that. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it's all recycled and it's, and it's good stuff, but, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept because I thought that everything was like metal or plastic. Mm-hmm. But there's this Pollywood. <laughs> all I can think, just talking about there being so many chairs. All, all I can play in my head right now is that scene knocked from, up. from Knocked Up. I knew you were going to think of that. <laughs> yes. I knew it. When they're high on the mushrooms in the hotel room, like there are eight different kinds of chairs in this room right now. <laughs> I know. But it's really interesting because you have to plan things out, right? It's like, do you want a, a, a lounge chair with arms on it or without arms, Tyler? Let me ask you that. If you're setting out in the sun, you know, you know what I'm talking about, the long lounge chairs? Uh-huh. Do you want those to have arms on them when you're setting up and you can rest your arms? Or do you want without arms so you can lay down comfortably? I think you gotta go with. I mean, you don't have to use the arms just because they're there. You don't have to yeah, use but if, them. But if you're turning around and you're laying out, you're you're gonna bump everywhere on those arms when you're trying to move around. If you're like passed out sleeping, trying to roll over, you're gonna knock your head and your elbows and everything else on those arms. Yeah, that's true. So, I, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of like Ricky Bobby, where I don't know what to do with my hands, <laughs> so I, I always need a place for my arms and hands to go. Well, you'll be happy to know that we got two with and two without. Cause we Perfect. I see. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. You're like Henry Clay. You're the great compromiser. I am the great compromiser. We got it all figured <laughs> out. But uh, that's been a treat. We've had to measure everything, and we've still got this project. And it's, uh, it's a doozy, but it's hopefully going to be done when it warms up. Well, that's fantastic. I think so. I think so. So, so that's been my week. So, so far on this show, we have talked about John Mayer, Brett Michaels, Unskinny Bop, Chairs... And how much money you would take to never watch a UK game. Good start to the show, Tyler. We're about 10 minutes in. I think we're dominating right now. 
And I'll tell you who didn't dominate necessarily was uh, the Cats this weekend. You want to go through that real quick? Yep, let's, of course. we got to lead off with the Cats. Mm -hmm. Fell to the Razorbacks in Arkansas on Saturday. Final score, 75-73. Real gut-wrencher. The Cats fell behind by as many as 13 again in the first half. Jeez. But once again, came storming back, took a four-point lead at one point in the second half, Mm -hmm. took a one-point lead with about two minutes left after Grady's three. Uh, Arkansas just made a few more plays than us down the stretch. Some questionable decisions, some questionable shot selection that I'm sure we will talk about Mm -hmm. at length. Yep. Uh, But, Brandon, overall, it was was, was a great game. One of the – if you're just looking at – just two teams competing at a very, very high level. That might be the apex of games that we've played this year. Just, I, I thought both teams played phenomenal. Mm. Uh, but what, what, what were your takeaways? We'll, we'll start with you. Yeah. So takeaways from the game: uh, these slow starts are killing us. We've got to figure out a way to not start out in the hole because you know when you spot a team ten points, it's kind of hard to catch back up. Just in general, it's not something you want to do, particularly in the SEC on the road against a top 25 team and one that's on a roll like Arkansas is. They had a stripe out. You don't want to start out slow. That's the worst thing you can do because you're feeding the animal that's in the building. Bud Walton Arena is an animal that you have to tackle, and we basically got fed to the slaughter for the first five minutes, ten minutes. It was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Oscar's a beast. I don't know how else to say it. The guy just never ceases to amaze me. The announcer kept saying that, you know, uh, Oscar can't guard this guy. Oscar can't guard. He's too. The other guy's too fast. I never heard anybody say well, that guy can't guard Oscar. That announcer was horrible. I hope we never get him for. I actually like the announcer. I like the announcer. I hated it. I couldn't okay, stand I, him, but mainly because of what you just said. How Oscar couldn't guard that guy, but which was kind not of even true. Pointing out that Oscar had thirty and that dude had twelve. Yeah, that that was the thing. Now Oscar for a period could not guard that guy. I mean, I saw the game. He. <laughs> the guy was blowing by him, right? He couldn't guard him. Right. But there was never any mention on the other side of, you know, that guy's blowing away Oscar, but Oscar's absolutely dominating everybody else on the court. There wasn't that real acknowledgement that, hey, Oscar's killing this guy, too. Yep. So that kind of bothered me a little bit. Uh, Grady, I don't know. You know, I heard he's granddad, right? I heard granddads take afternoon naps every now and then. <laughs> uh, so this was granddad's uh, rest on the recliner game, apparently, uh, in his lazy boy sleeping because he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't getting open. And I think the fact that Wheeler and Ty Ty were back gave him some complacency in his game because if those two weren't in there, there's no way he doesn't touch the ball more. There's no way he doesn't become more active and get the ball. So I think when those two are out there, he just kind of sits back and takes a back seat to those two. I don't know if it's a mental thing or what, but that just seems to be the case. Yeah, let, let me let me ask since, since you brought that up, uh, Cal actually blamed Grady in, in the post game interview, which he rarely does. He rarely criticizes a player, but he got on to Grady and Mintz also, saying they were just they were just standing around. There's some a lot of truth. So there. let let me ask you who do who do we put the blame on there? Is, is that blame solely on Grady, or do we blame Cal for not? making adjustments or for not calling plays for him or say or hey let's put him at the point for possession just to get him involved whose whose fault is it that that grady was just standing there and and not getting shots okay well i think it's a couple things number one oscar was getting the ball repeatedly but for good reason 
So there could have been some, you know, okay, mm -hmm. I'm just going to let Oscar do work. He's absolutely dominating, so I'm going to get the heck out of the way. Uh, at some point, if you're a 2,000-point scorer in college, you have to know how to get open on your own. You don't score 2,000 points by waiting for somebody to toss you the ball. You are, at some point in your career, you've had to actively go get it. Mm -hmm. And my guess is, I didn't watch him play at his previous place, but my guess is that he was able to get open and do just fine. For some reason, I watched him. I was like, why is he not even touching the ball? He would just kind of hunch over and go baseline to baseline and not really do a whole lot. Everybody else was getting open. Every every other player. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't he do it? So I just think he kind of sat back and watched the game and watched Oscar and took a back seat to the two guys that were in. Yeah, so but, I don't blame Cal as much, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't blame okay. Cal. At some point, if you're a 2,000-point scorer, you have to know how to get open. Yeah, I, I, I just... I, there's there's no way that he should ever only... He took, what, three shots the whole game? And we're, we're not going to win in that scenario. Mm -hmm. I know Oscar <clears throat> dominated. He had 30 points, 18 rebounds. But if Grady and Mintz combine for three points... Not good. That's not a winning formula for us to have. And those guys have been on fire, too, in SEC play. I mean, they I mean, they can miss, but they've been on fire when it comes to shooting the three. So just uh, you get, you got to work harder, man. Everybody else is getting open. Obviously, Keon Brooks got open on that last three. Um, you know, Grady just couldn't get open. <laughs> so Yeah, and I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head is that we've seen the last few games without Ty Ty and Severe that Grady felt – kind of compelled, like, okay, I have to step up. I have to make plays. Mm -hmm. And with those guys back in the rotation, I think he does kind of defer a little bit, that mm -hmm. he doesn't quite have that same level of assertiveness. And I was hoping that we would see, after those last couple games where he had to be assertive, mm -hmm. that that would just kind of carry over and he would just keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But after this Arkansas game, I think th I think that's a concern. We we've got to get him. He is too good of a shooter. He's one of the best shooters in the country, yeah, statistically. Mm -hmm. But he also is so just timid and and doesn't seem willing to demand the ball or to take shots unless it's just completely in a part of the offense. Sometimes, if you're that good, you've got to be. I mean, I don't want to say like greedy, but you you got you got to get some shots up. If you've gone that long without a shot, you you give me the damn ball. It's my turn to shoot. Well, and the other half of it is too. It's not like he just has to shoot threes. When Wheeler and Ty Ty were out, he was driving to the goal and shooting floaters, and he had the opportunity to do that in this game. But instead, when he started penetrating, he would defer and pass off. Whereas before, he would be aggressive and go in. And when you defer every time you drive and you're just passing out, the defender's going to be like, well, uh, you're not going to shoot, so I'll just guard you on the three and not worry about your drive because you're not even trying to score. You know, it changes the whole mindset of the defense, and it changes your mindset because you're blanketed on the three-point line, and if that's all you're focused on, you feel like, well, I can't get open. You do something else. Drive to the goal. You, you've done it this whole time without the other two there. Why not do it again? It's not like you're playing a super team on defense here. We've played some tough defensive teams, and he's been able to do it. So I don't know what changed now. Uh, hopefully it's just a one-off game, and he can recover, and we can you know make things back. But we'll see. Yeah, exactly. It, it, the the story of the game, I think, is just the, the fact that we, again, got down to a, a huge deficit. We were up 2 to nothing, and then Arkansas scored 15 straight points. It was fit, then 15-2. to two. We cannot have that happen. I know it's on the road. I know Arkansas is one of the toughest environments to play in in college basketball. Mm -hmm. 
but you just cannot give up 15 straight. And <laughs> no, to, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. To Cal's credit, he, he called timeout and was like, we're giving the ball to Oscar. Right, you you guys don't want to be aggressive. You don't want to be assertive. Fine, just give Oscar the ball. Let let him eat. And and they did that, <laughs> and it worked. And it worked tremendously. Mm-hmm. And thank just thank goodness for Oscar. Otherwise, we we lose that game by thirty. Oh uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, on the other hand, Arkansas had one good guy that was just going off. He was making everything he shot. So is he going to do that again when he's not playing in Bud Walton Arena? I doubt it. I think we probably got the best shot that Arkansas had. We had uh, two injured guys that were coming back in, and we started out down 15 or 10 or whatever it was. So if that's the best they got, I feel confident that if we play them in the SEC tournament, we're probably going to win. Oh, 100% agree with that. Neutral floor or at home, we, we win that game. Same thing, same thing with Auburn. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, if we get them again, we were down our key players. We were playing at Auburn when they were going crazy, and we almost brought it out. So. Yeah. But Arkansas is really good. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Note is the kind of guy that can just put a team on his shoulders mm-hmm. and just carry you through a tournament. I mean, I would not be shocked at all if our, you see Arkansas like in, in the Elite Eight just from him yeah. dominating like he did this game. Yeah, he reminded me of Kimba Walker. You know, they were on a team that maybe wasn't really thought of as much, but he got hot and basically couldn't do any wrong for two months. And next thing you know, they're national champions. Yep, exactly. So. Now, Brandon, we, we've got to talk about the, the elephant in the room, the big controversy. <laughs> the headband. <laughs> Oscar's headband. Uh, again, I feel it was too small. Uh, that was not where I was going. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yes, there is the headband thing. But all after the game on Twitter that everybody seemed to want to talk about was the play of Keon Brooks. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you could have one of two perspectives on the way Keon played. On the one hand, he had... What thirteen points? Fourteen. I think. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, was the second leading scorer in the game. Mm-hmm. Shot seven out of thirteen. Yeah, fourteen points, five rebounds. Mm-hmm. Was pretty critical in our run in the second half. Mm-hmm. Played very well when we made our run in the second half. On the other hand, to start the game, I think t- two of the first few possessions that we had, Cal Perry actually called an inbounds play. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Because every inbounds play that we ever run is just Keon or Toppin stands with his arm up. We lob the ball to him. It was a glitch in the matrix. And (laughs) we set up the offense. The cow runs an inbounds play, works to perfection. Yep. Keon gets the ball right under the goal for a layup, and he missed it. Yep. It was a beautiful play, though. Beautiful. Beautiful play. And he missed it. And then the Mm -hmm. next possession, I think the next possession down, he pulls up for a 15-footer, and it gets blocked. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know you've taken a bad shot. When you get a jump shot blocked, that was not a good shot selection. Probably could have found something else. And then, of course, the two plays at the end of the game, when he got called for the push-off on the the inbounds play that we just talked about, that Cal runs every time, gets called for offensive foul, and, of course, the big one is that on the most critical play of the game, Keon shoots a three-pointer with about 15 seconds left on the shot clock. That seems to be the play that had most people the most frustrated. Brandon, where, what, what, where do you stand on Keon? What are your thoughts? Well, on- there's either you said there were two things, that he either played well or he didn't. I would go with option C, and that would be he played well, but he killed us in crunch time when it mattered. 
That's that's the thing. He played well. He, he was shot well from the field. Yep. Um, he got rebounds. But there were four plays that he really killed us on that were all in crunch time. Number one, he missed the lob. Number two, he got a rebound. Tough rebound, but then got it poked away at a critical time, and then they shoot a three. Yeah, I didn't even end. mention those so, two plays. So that's yep. two. Pushes off to get open on the on the uh, inbounds play, and then takes the three-point shot. So you got four plays there in crunch time where he just absolutely killed us. Now, are we as close as we are if he doesn't play? I don't know. Somebody else might have filled in. Oscar may have scored more underneath. Somebody else would have filled in those points, I think. But if you're looking at crunch time only, it's just not a good thing. And some people will say, well, he was open. Well, that's great. But there's a lot of other shots that we could have taken there. Grady could have shot a three. Wheeler could have drove the ball. Tyler could, or, or uh, Ty Ty Washington could have shot a three or drove the ball. Oscar could have shot underneath. Those are like five or six different ways to score right there that I would have taken before the Keon Brooks three. Those are more high, highly likely to happen. I would even take a Keon Brooks two because there were still 25 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. When he shot the ball, there were 19 seconds left on the shot clock. I went back and watched it again today. So you're telling me with 19 seconds left on the shot clock, you're down by three, you can't just throw it down to Oscar and have him score and cut it to one? Why? You don't even need a three. Right. you got plenty of time. Yep. The shot clock is on your side big time, and you just fire it up. There's a reason he was open. Um, I think he played well, but in crunch time, he didn't realize time and place on that last shot. you got to realize time and place. It's okay for you to take that three in the first 10 minutes of the game, but not one of the final two possessions of the game. Unless you've already made a couple, if you're Keon Brooks, you don't shoot that as your first three of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just don't. Time and place. Yeah, I, and I, I agree with you. I think that's a very good point. You know, you just look at the box score. You say, oh, wow, Keon played great. And he did play great at times. But, you know, there are certain points of the game that are more critical. I mean, you, they just are. Um you know, to to use LeBron James as an example, for so many years, he he was seen as the guy who choked in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have like two points in the fourth quarter in an NBA Finals game. You know, before he got his first ring, like he would play great through the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. And, and not not to say Keon is LeBron James. That's where you're going but... with it. Keep going, Tyler. <laughs> I'm interested to see this. I haven't heard of the LeBron James Keon comparison. I mean, maybe. Please, please continue. You, you never you never know. This you is know. terrific. But <laughs> I mean, you he is just. In this game, he was he should not have been in the game at crunch time. When you are down three with less than a minute to go, why why not just put the four guards and Oscar in there? Because I, I agree with you on that. Keon had made some mistakes. He, he missed the lob. He had had the rebound taken away from him. So I, I think when he's already made a couple big mistakes, I think you just got to take him out. Now the, the problem is, you know, normally you look okay. We put Toppin in. Well, Toppin did not have a good game. No, he was kind of like Grady. He just disappeared this game. Yeah, he, he came in his first two possessions. He he shot a three-pointer that was an air ball, and then he came down the next possession, dribbled the ball off his foot. Good combo. <laughs> so Solid combo. And then, you know... I like Toppin, though. And, you know, Toppin, normally you put him in as a defensive guy, and he can shut down the other team's best scorer, but Note was scoring on him, too. Mm-hmm. So, really... You know you can't play Toppin in that game because he doesn't give you anything offensively. Mm-hmm. If he's not able to, you know, shut that guy down, guarding him, then he's really not giving you a whole lot. So I think I would have liked to have seen just the last four minutes, just play the four guards and Oscar, and let's let's roll with that and see what happens. I think it was a bad shot, 
whether it was should have been called a foul on the inbounds play, you can argue with it. But to me, I think part of that falls on Calipari. I don't think Keon should have even been in the game. I think he made too many mistakes at crunch time. He he just need, he needed to be taken out. Yeah, and Mintz is you know has been on fire in SEC play, and again he had a game like Grady where he just didn't show up. So I, I get I get what you're saying with the four guard lineup. I think that could have worked. I don't have a problem staying with Keon. I mean he he was hitting fifty percent of his shots from the floor, but none of those were threes. You know what I mean? If he had taken a fifteen footer there, I would have been like that's his shot. That usually goes in. It he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's developed that shot pretty well. When he shoots it, I feel like it's going to go in. Uh, but he didn't. He shot a shot that he hadn't put up all game. You yeah. know? And that's the problem. You don't put that up when you're a stretch four. And when I say stretch four, I'm really stretching there. <laughs> uh, that is a stretch to say that he's a stretch four. He's a stretch to 15 feet. He's yes. not a three-point shooter. Uh, I was hoping he would be Patrick Patterson, You know where Patterson was semi-reliable from three. Keon's just not there. And for him to take his first three of the game for a guy that doesn't shoot well from three in the last couple possessions, again, it's just a time and place thing. Yep. Time, that, that's time possession. Yeah, there was still plenty of time. I mean, if there's three seconds left on the shot clock, fired I'm f- up. Fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But with that much time left, there's seven or eight other shots, including another from Keon in the two point range that would have been a lot. Yeah, better. just take a couple dribbles. But don't uh, say that to Keon, please, because <laughs> it'll probably not work out well. Yeah, but overall, I, I just want to say I, I'm very encouraged by this game, even though it was a loss. Yeah, you, you look at. Every team in the top six lost on <laughs> yeah, Saturday. That was crazy. Every team. That was crazy. And you look at Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's. Arizona lost to an unranked Colorado team. They always lose to St. Mary's <laughs> for some reason. And I'm like, like we, I think we looked better than any of those teams. Yeah, if you're no. looking at the losses, you know, obviously, I, I don't think there'll be a lot of shakeup in the top 25 um, this week, in my opinion just because of what you just said we all lost right but i think we had the best loss that there was yeah that's what i was getting at yeah yeah because you had teams losing to unranked teams you know arizona should be out of the top five they got drilled and they to an unranked colorado team they should be out yep uh gonzaga lost to st mary's st mary's top 25 team uh for the same reason that gonzaga is number one they don't play anybody exactly so st mary's is not a top 25 team put them in the sec and they get drilled by about every SEC team on the road. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think we could actually move up in our position from where we were, oddly, as odd as that sounds. Even though we lost, we could move forward in our rankings. Now, so that doesn't necessarily impact our number one seed. In my, I think we still got a shot. Everybody else screwed up, too. Yep, thank goodness. So it's like almost like a throwaway day in college basketball. Just throw that one out. Didn't happen. Everybody gets a mulligan. This was college basketball's mulligan. Yeah, and I'll be honest. If I had to fill out my bracket today, mm-hmm. after this weekend and what we've seen up to this point, if healthy, I I think Kentucky's the best team. I really do. Yeah. I would take them over anybody. The only team I worry about is Gonzaga. They've got a couple of guys that are just tough. they got Chet Holmgren and Timmy. Yeah. Two, two bigger guys, and we know how we've done against bigger, taller guys. That's the only thing that concerns me, really. But then you look at Saturday, they scored what like like they scored like fifty five points against St. Mary's. I agree with you. And well, we are one of the top defensive teams in the country. 
uh, probably a lot better than St. Mary's. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's hard to gauge Gonzaga until they get in the dang tournament because they don't play anybody. And it you don't is. know how good they are until they get to the Sweet 16 because they come in as a number one seed. They don't play anybody decent until the second weekend. Yes. So we don't really know. Well, we'll find out soon because well, March is just a few days away. Oh, I can't wait to put out my select Sean Sunday post on Twitter. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter, by the way. You'll you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But you can mark it down that that's coming, Tyler. I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. So some good news, Tyler. Um, Kentucky has hired a new offensive coordinator, and this time with the help of the previous offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen. And I don't know how often that happens just in historical perspective that the old offensive coordinator actively helps recruit the new offensive coordinator. But we are hiring uh, the San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks coach, Rich Scangarello. I'm glad you introduced this topic because I wasn't sure how to pronounce that. Yeah, so he is known for developing quarterbacks. He uh, helped develop quarterbacks uh, with the 49ers and has a very good reputation both on the collegiate and the uh, professional level. And he comes from the same coaching tree that Liam Cohen is coming from with the Rams and runs a very similar offense. In fact, um, I'm not going to get the quote exactly correct, but they're saying that the new, the players will be able to learn his offense within five minutes because it's so similar to Liam Cohen's offense. Tyler, what do you think about the hire? Are you excited? Overall thoughts? Well, obviously, uh, I have no idea who Rich Scangarello was. You don't know Rich? Uh, up until this week. Now, I'll be honest. I mean, I could sit here and lie to me. Oh, yeah, he he's a great coach. I know nothing about Rich Scangarello other than he worked with the San Francisco 49ers, who, let's be honest, Jimmy Garoppolo is nowhere near <laughs> a top-tier quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yet they are consistently a contender. I mean, they... It's unbelievable. They, they were, you know, a, a, a few plays away from... Potentially being in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I get a guy who can get Jimmy Garoppolo to the brink of the top of the NFL. And that's no joke. I mean, they were <laughs> close. They were very close. I I, I mean, I'm excited. I, I, think it, I think it'll be great. At this point, I think Stoops has shown year after year he has made good hires. He made some questions. He made some bad choices early. You yes. know, things did not work out with uh, Shannon Dawson. Shannon Dawson, who, uh, you know, if it would have worked, you would have liked it. And, Neil, and Neil Brown was here when we had no talent, so it's really hard to say how good he could have been. Right. He, he had nothing to work with. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Liam Cohen knocked it out of the park. I have no no reason to believe that this guy won't also be successful as well. I think we, we, we have to trust, trust Stoops at this point because he is – batting darn near a thousand with with hires right now Mm -hmm. and you you get a guy pro style offense i think i think that was critical to be able to keep the momentum going Mm -hmm. with with recruiting to get somebody who can continue the same style of offense that we've played Mm -hmm. hopefully that makes things much easier for will levis next year as as you said if, if will levis can pick up this offense in five minutes then I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I'm very. You think excited. he could teach it to us in five minutes? Uh, uh so <laughs> I'm excited about it because you don't have to change your recruiting pitch, and you don't have to change the targets that you're recruiting. Yeah, the same guys that you recruited and that have already signed, you'd be like, "Hey, uh, we're going to send you." The, it's like a software update on your apps for your iPhone. It's like, okay, we made some bug fixes. We've updated the app to make it more efficient. Oh, great! How long does it take? Just a couple minutes. Just download it. Okay. All right. 
It's all new. That's kind of like what this offense is going to be because it's literally, uh, you know, from the same coaching tree, same coaching family. It's everything's going to be very similar. So we don't have to change our recruiting pitch. The guys that are coming in still know what to expect. We're not throwing a curveball, you know, or throwing something from left field or whatever the saying is from baseball, Tyler. You'll have to tell me. Is it from out of left field, throwing a curveball, whatever it is? Everybody's going to be able to pick up on it, and we're going to be able to ride the momentum from last year because the guys that are returning are going to be able to focus on exactly what they did last year and just continue to improve on it because they're practicing it more. He's going to be here before spring ball as well, so I don't know. I think this is a, a home run, another baseball one. <laughs> See, I did three baseball ones for a football topic. Well, So it's it's not a, it's out of left field. It's a curveball. They hit a home run. Knocked it out of the park on this one. That's four. <laughs> And you're welcome, dude. You're let, let me say that that iPhone software update comparison. I like I like that, thank, sir. Thank you. That's won't you tweet that out that's, in the morning? Can that's, you tweet that out tomorrow? Sure. I'll let you do. You take credit for it. I don't want it. You take that and you tweet it out. <laughs> that's 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 very good. Thanks. I, I'm I'm impressed with that one. Did, did you just think of that, or did you have that one in the back? Uh, you know, Tyler, I do a lot of show research. Okay, I always make sure I mentally know everything. As, I, mu- as well as I can. I'm impressed. And I thought about that today because I was actually doing a, an update on my phone. So I was like, you know, this is... And I was, and I happened to be doing the research for the show at the same time. So of I kind of was like, okay, well, I'll just put that together. Yeah, I, I like it. And also, you know, when you to get that update on your phone, you don't even really notice that the change has happened because everything looks just like it was before. So maybe it'll be the same with the offensive coordinator. Everything will look the same and run the same it way. It just works more efficiently because they fixed a few bugs. Exactly. Yeah. God, we, we we are killing it today. Ty, we're on a roll. We started out slow with <laughs> Brett Michaels and John Mayer, but we are really hitting our stride right now. Long story short, I, is it safe to say we're both excited? I think so. Okay, let's let's go. All right, uh, before we move on to the news, Brandon, tell people how they can uh, communicate with us or learn more about Lex Buds and well, Pick and well, Roll. Well, first of all, I, I think we're most active on Twitter. Would you say that as well, Tyler? Twitter is kind of our go-to. We have a lot of opinions. Most of them are really good, right? Some people really like our stuff, and then some people get really angry. Mm-hmm. And they grit their teeth and, Ugh! you yeah. guys are idiots. Like when we criticized Keon Brooks. We had a lot of people did not agree with yeah, us. Yeah, you're not that. allowed to criticize anybody, Tyler. That's, no, no. baloney. They're, everybody's just people here. You can criticize whoever you want get over it. But we always tweet during the games at LexBuds. We're very active. But then we also tweet throughout the week as well, just giving some updates on things. And we'll put out... Um, you know, some other content from the show on there as well. So that's where we're most active. You can also follow us on Facebook, Lex Buds and Pick and Roll. And also download the podcast. If you're listening, you've already downloaded it. But share it with your friends. Leave us a five-star review in the ratings. Uh, that helps us out, show up in the rankings a little bit higher. Uh, it's a fun show. We do everything from sports to news. We talk about Kentucky-specific topics. And then we always usually end on some kind of fun topic as well. You know, whether that be the wheel of stupid topics, whether that be a draft of some kind of random topic as well, or in this case where we're doing in segment three, a taste test of the different Coke products to see if we can tell the difference. These are the things that you tune in for, and I think it's important. It is. And if you are listening right now, I'm, I'm going to stop just a moment so that you can open your phone and just, just give us a star review, whether it's one star, no stars, five stars. I guess you have to put at least half a star or something. Yeah. Uh, but but leave us a review, give us a star rating, please. Yeah, it helps. It, it would make me very happy. And that's what you want. You you are here to please us, right, Ty? We yes. need those star ratings to it, build our egos up to the point that we're just yes, not really. No, 
just do it. It helps. It helps get the show out. That's all it yeah, is. It's we, pretty we, simple. We appreciate everyone who listens and everybody who gives us comments. Whether you agree with us or not, that's okay. Yeah, we really don't care. Yeah. I mean, we love all of you. We, we love all the listeners. We like hearing everyone's opinion. But we really don't care if you agree or disagree. That, that was the basis of the whole show. We don't care. We just want to hear. Yes. That's all. Yes. Okay, what do we got next time? We're going to start out with a new segment. Keep in mind, segment three, we are going to be doing the Coke take t- uh, taste test, so stay tuned for that. Okay, all right. So in the news, we have a, a big change for anyone who will be visiting Rupp Arena, whether it be for a basketball game or concert, whatever it may be. Starting on March 4th, Ooh. which is this next week, you will no longer be able to pay cash for parking or concession stands for events at Rupp Arena. It's going to all credit cards or mobile payments. So if you have the if you have the the Apple Pay or the Google Pay or whatever those mysterious things are that I have no clue yeah. how any of those things work, mm-hmm. you the, those are your only choices. <clears throat> no, you can no longer pay cash for your for your Rupp Arena ice cream, mm-hmm. for your sodas, for your popcorn. You will have to have a credit card or a mobile payment on your phone to pay starting on March 4th. Brandon, how do you think this is going to go over with Kentucky fans, and do you agree with it? Is this this just the wave of the future? Uh, I think it's going to work until the first granddad with his grandkids waits for half an hour in that ice cream line. They get to the front, and the granddad has them, hands them a $5 bill, and they're going to say, sorry, sir. It's going to be World War Three out in the atrium. People are going to start fighting. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be anarchy. It's going to spill out onto the court. It's going to be a complete nightmare. That's my opinion. I don't know how we're going you know, full-on technology here when Kentucky rates near the, the uh, end of every technology ranking that there is. We're behind on a lot of things. If you think if you think everybody's just going to come in and wave their smartwatch at the at the thing, you have another thing coming, my friend. It's not going to happen. And they may have smartphones. You know, smartphones are almost becoming a basic necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like a, a basis of living now. But not everybody has payment set up. And if the person at the parking gra- or the parking lot has to spend 10 minutes in line telling someone how to download the app, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then add that payment while, there, while there's 50 cars in line yes. waiting behind them. Sir, you have to add that to that. Okay, is it this blue button or is this green button? So, so I got to have a card. Is that a debit or a credit card? Martha, you got one of the cards. Yeah, it's in the bottom of my purse, Bill. Give me, give me a second. Okay, and then they spend like 10 minutes digging for it. Then they get the card out, they type the numbers in, they put it in their payment system. They have to wait for the internet to work in that area, assuming they have good cell phone service, upload it. It's going to be World War III, Tyler. I'm just waiting for the first, you know, the first domino to fall, because it's going to fall. <laughs> well, I, I think go, going back to your first comparison, when Grandpa, when grandpa gets to the ice cream line with, with a $5 bill... First of all, you're, you're, if you think you can get ice cream for five dollars at Rupp Arena, clearly you've not been to a game. Recently. I was being generous. So I think it's like six fifty for ice cream. That was more of an example, which is you know completely off topic, but still good ice cream. Though. <laughs> it, I actually, th- I actually like it. Yeah, I know it's good. people it is good. people hate on it. Straight but up, it's I good. get it every game. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> yeah, this is going this is going to cause problems. Now I know you can you can make the argument well to get into the game at Rupp Arena. They don't you you can't get paper tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all you know, the tickets are on your phone. 
So I guess you could say that if you if you were smart enough to use the technology to actually get into the event, because they don't do paper tickets, so you had to have the ticket on your phone, mm-hmm. that using your phone to pay or using credit card to pay shouldn't be that difficult. What do, what do you say to that? Well, I mean, I get it. I just think adding the payment thing. A lot of people, Kentuckians are very suspicious about you know, adding payments or doing anything where you have to scan your finger, or you have to add a payment to something. People get kind of freaked out about that stuff. So not everybody's going to add a thing to, oh, I'm going to add this to my Apple wallet. They're just not going to do it. It's, you know, I just have a feeling it's not going to work. People don't feel comfortable putting their personal information and payment information on an electronic device. That's a step too far. If someone steals your ticket from your phone, what have you lost? Okay, it's a ticket. If somebody steals your credit card on your phone, you, you're probably not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people just have a, a basic fundamental disagreement with putting payment information on an electronic device. Yeah. What, what, what do you think the reason for doing that? Is it just an efficiency thing? Like, is it, does it take Oh, it's lo- not going to be efficient. Does it take It's not going to long- be efficient. <laughs> but, I mean, there has to be a reason they're doing this, though, right? I mean, has there been studies that show that you can move a line quicker if people are paying with a card can versus I, can cash? I tell you what? Can I tell you what it is? Because there actually have been studies, and I've, I've looked at this way more than you think that I have. <laughs> you, you've gone down the, the wormhole just like you did with the chair. Well, no, this, this is something I've studied for a long time. <laughs> actually, I've studied it for years, shockingly. Uh, but this is something called friction. Okay. And the easier that it is to make a payment with something, the more that you'll pay. So friction is basically, okay, if I have to take money out of my wallet mm-hmm. and give you the cash, and I see that cash visibly leave my hand, then I'm going to feel the pain point of giving you that money. Whereas if I just scan my phone, I don't even feel like I've paid anything. It makes the payment much, much easier, and I don't even care that I've paid the money. That's why they let you swipe your card at the pump for gas. Because mm-hmm. they don't, if you've raised the price of gas fifty cents, nobody cares because the money hasn't physically left your hand. You just wave the thing on your phone, and the same thing goes with this. Have you noticed vending machines? Vending machines, you'll actually spend two to three times more at a vending machine that takes credit cards than if they don't. But so, vending machine owners that are only doing cash, you're doing it way wrong. <laughs> so, there's a lot of studies on this. McDonald's did a study that showed that the average order went from like two dollars to seven dollars when they started implementing cards. Or, you know, card purchases were about three times more than cash purchases. So it's all about friction of the transaction. So I think Rupp Arena is trying to say, okay, we're going to make it easy. You're not going to complain about the parking because you're not even going to feel it. And also, when you go to the concession stand, you're going to buy three ice creams and a bag of chips and a pizza <laughs> because you don't see the cash leave your hand. So, uh, shockingly, this has nothing to do with moving the lines through more quickly you think this is just about getting more money from people? It's not going to move the lines more quickly. Well, I can tell you, it's not. Cause didn't this happen at Louisville in a game this year, <laughs> where like the credit card machine went down and it was just mass chaos because mm-hmm. that they were having to like manually enter people's credit card Did they card have one numbers? of those things where they go? <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like in Home Alone 2 yeah, when he's car- checking into the hotel. <laughs> wow, that is a reference to the carbon copy sheet yes. when you press down the card information. Is that where we got to like get somebody with a piece of pencil and paper like scratching the, the <laughs> doing like an outline of the credit card? Oh, jeez. What's going to happen when those machines go down? I don't know, Tyler. I don't know. Because it's bound to happen at some point. Oh, it'll happen, and the machines all get hacked anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, anybody that wants to take the payment information out of any payment terminal can. It's just a matter if they will. Um, but, yeah, I mean, efficiency-wise, I don't think it helps move the lines any quicker. 
But in terms of making people pay more money and getting more money, I think it helps tremendously. Yeah. Do do you still carry cash? Do you pay for things in cash? I haven't carried cash in years. Really? None? I I never have any cash whatsoever. What? E- ever. You don't ever get to a place that, that's cash only? If I do, I just don't go there. <laughs> oh, cash only. Screw you guys. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. Farmer's market only takes cash. Sorry. I'm out. Hmm. I don't do it. I don't like carrying cash. I got a very minimalist wallet that carries a very few amount of cards, and that's it. See, I'm the opposite. I always, I, if I don't have at least like fifty bucks in cash mm-hmm. on me, I, I I get nervous. Like I got really, go, I got to go to the ATM and really? get. Yeah, I'm just like, what if, man? What what if you are somewhere? Well, it, where are you gonna wait? Wait, wait, just say. What kind of scenario are you gonna be in, Todd? I got to know this. Where where are you gonna be? Where cash is the only option? Okay, well let let's just. You know, say you're on the road and you stop at a gas station. Like, oh, sorry, our our credit card machine's not working. Cash only today, and there's not another gas station for 20 miles. Okay. What I'm just saying. What if you're in that situation? I know that's a very unlikely, very unlikely, <laughs> unlikely scenario. But, I mean, you're really planning but, for a very low risk scenario. But just, there, I'm just always, you know, like, what if I need, you know, need cash for something, but. Clearly, I, that situation. See, I always not played off as, You know what? If I try, if somebody tries to hold me up for money, and say, "Dude, I haven't carried cash in ten years. I got nothing for you. Here's my credit cards. Take them. Have at it." I got no cash. Yeah. And then they probably kill me. But I mean, <laughs> but but still, I, I haven't carried cash in I don't know how long for any purpose. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think you're probably in the majority of people on that. I feel like a lot of people don't carry cash, but I'm just old school, and I do. I, I'd pay for my Rupparina ice cream. In cash. Can I tell you a secret, Tyler? I yes. actually like paying for my groceries at Meyer with my Apple Watch. Why? Because it's cool. <laughs> I'll get up to the register and I'll go boop boop, and just put it up to the thing, and it pays for it. It's a, it's kind of fun. See, I'm so behind on technology, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Yeah, you that, just double click the that, little. I button. didn't even know you could pay for groceries with your watch. I've went to the store before just to test it without my phone or anything on me, just my watch. Leave my wallet out in the car, and I'll go in and pay with my wallet, and it works like a charm. Wow. It's a Ama- great thing. Amazing. Yeah, technology is amazing. Tyler, you know what else is amazing? What? More and more schools in the state of Kentucky are beginning to make masks optional for students. And, of course, um, the CDC came out with some new recommendations this past Friday, easing some of the requirements for masks in schools nationwide. So my question for you is, Tyler, we, we've got a growing list of schools that are going mask optional yep and this is all over the state there's not really one particular part of the state it's kind of scattered all over if you look at the map when do you think fayette county does it there's 120 counties (laughs) in the state of kentucky we live in fayette county yes when do you think fayette county does it do you think they are the next one in line or do you think they do it last i i would put the over under at 118 (laughs) that's out of 120 yeah that's a good guess and I think it will happen at some point, but I'm just not, I'm not sure it's, it's going to happen before the end of this school year. Now, with that being said, I think the moment that the CDC guidance comes out and says that masks can be optional, then I think we'll see universal across the state. Everybody will do it because parents are going to be in an absolute uproar if the cdc guidance says hey we can have school without masks and they aren't doing that 
So I think it's going to happen. I think it's just a matter of when the CDC says it. I don't know that Fayette County or Jefferson County will do it until they have that guidance because they, especially Fayette County, have said we're following what the CDC says. So I, I don't think they're going to make the switch until that that passes down. Okay, That's so, just me. So, That's so my two, guess. 2024, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so my kids started wearing a mask when they were in third grade. And, you know, I would like for them to get out of elementary school without a mask for at least a month before they go to middle school so they could actually see what their friends look like. This whole thing is, and everybody's got their own opinion. If you have an opinion that says kids should mask up for the next two years, I don't care. That's perfectly fine. I really don't care. That's perfectly fine. Sure. I'm just saying that I think this whole thing has been a cluster. The fact that the lowest risk population in the entire country is masked while, you know, it's funny, you see pictures of politicians visiting schools and you know what they don't have on? A mask. <laughs> you know, St- uh, what's her, Stacey Abrams or Stacey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went to visit a school. No mask on whatsoever. The kids had masks on, she did. That was a beautiful. That's ridiculous. That was one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen. And it just goes to show it's one of those, it's good for thee, but not for me kind of things. And we've seen this from leaders, not in any particular state. This has happened in states all over the country. Oh, yeah. Celebrities all over the country. People telling you, what are you doing? You're not wearing a mask. And then they show up to all these events and not do it. I think people are tired of it. I'm tired of it. The lowest risk population in the entire country should be able to go mask optional. And I can tell you who else is probably tired of it. The teachers are tired of it too. Well, you would know something about that. You were you were a teacher and <laughs> yep. you know some teachers in your family, correct? Yes. It's just they're tired of it too. At some point, can we just like stop playing theater here and just get to reality? I don't get it, man. We took all these vaccines and did all this stuff to get back to normal, yet we're not back to normal. It's stupid. In my opinion, this is stupid. Yep, and I I I get it, man. I, I get it. It's it's hard and it's it stinks for kids who you, know, you look at kids that are in second grade now have never been to school without wearing a mask. That's, that's yeah. My just, kindergartner had uh, three months of school that were normal. You know, they're second grade now, but they yeah. had three months of school that were normal. That's wild. It's it's ridiculous. You're you're hindering the kids. It it harms teaching, and yeah, a lot of people say, well, kids don't care to wear a mask. Yeah, kids don't care to wear a mask because they've been going to school for so long with it. They don't know any better. They don't know about all these. I'll just say control mechanisms that people have to implement things, and it's just ridiculous. At some point, we have to get back to normal. What was the point of doing all this vaccine stuff and making these big pushes if we can't just be normal? What was the point? The president, President Biden himself, said, "If you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID." Obviously, we know that's not accurate. All right, and and Biden's not the only one that's made inaccurate statements. Trump made inaccurate statements. It's not one or the other. All I'm saying is, we were told for months and months and months, if you take this, we're good to go. And we're not good to go. Well, Brandon, I can tell you are very frustrated, as many people are, about the mask. And fortunately, <laughs> if, you are, if you need to let out some anger, there is a new way to do that Okay. in Lexington. Lexington has announced, and I believe it actually just opened this past weekend, yeah. the opening of Kentucky's first Rage Room. Rage Room. I was not familiar with Rage Rooms. But apparently, these are, they, they have six different rooms where you can just go in and just start breaking stuff. They, they, they put you up in full police riot gear. You know, you, you've got the, you know, the, the goggles and, and everything. Mm-hmm. You are fully protected. So that you can just go into a room and just start smashing 
bottles, electronics, ceramics, anything that is extremely breakable, you can just go in and smash it up. So, Brandon, what do you think? Is this, you think this is going to do well in in a point in time where everybody seems to be at their wits end of, of frustration? I say what's going to be funny is when people get frustrated because the line's backed up and there's no availability for the rage room and they have additional rage. There needs to be an additional <laughs> rage room somewhere else because my guess is with all the anger and stuff in the world today, people are going to be lining up around the block for this. You're going to want to make an appointment sooner rather than later. Uh, so I actually think it's a good idea. It's kind of the same concept as you know people say, hey, if you're frustrated or angry, go for a run. Or go for a workout because you're expending physical yes. energy. And when you're angry and upset, it actually impacts you physically, right? So if right. you can get some of that aggression out, whether it be a run, a workout, or busting open a ceramic vase or whatever it is, go for it. What's the harm? It's a safe place. You're paying to do it. It's completely legal. And to me, there's no difference in getting out your anger going to this rage room as you know, going to work out. That's just me. Well, the, if, if the long lines are a result from not accepting cash because it's credit card only, that may also... <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Sorry, we're only taking cash. Are you... Oh, man. But I, I'm with... like I know people run and exercise to relieve stress. That, that just makes me more stressed out. I, I hate running anytime... And I have run in 5Ks before. Yeah, we've done one together. We have. And the whole time I'm running, I'm just... Every step, I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> still, still sucks. Yep. Oh, yep. I'm still tired. I'm still, still sucks. Yep. So the idea that I could relieve stress by just going in and smashing the crap out of stuff and just breaking things. This, this sounds amazing. I, I think I'm going to go. I can't wait. I want to try it out just to see. I mean, that, it sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know how much it is. That could be the key because obviously you have to pay to get in. You have to pay for the facility, but you have to pay. <laughs> for the stuff that you're breaking, right? Because they have, in theory, they have to replace that for yes. the next person to come in and break the flower vase. Yeah, I would imagine that's got to be pretty expensive. I did see on their website they accept donations. You know, if you have old electronics or things that you don't want anymore, you can <laughs> donate it for it to be so, so, like an old office has like an old printer or copier. And let's say, I wonder if they fit it to your specific needs. Let's say you're an office worker and you're like, you know what? This printer at work really pisses me off. Like, like an never, office space? Yeah, it never works. The fax machine never goes through. Do you have one? I wonder if they custom it, fit it to your specific rage or if it's just a generic rage room where you just break everything and maybe you pay based on what you break. I like it. I don't know. I mean, it says there's six different rooms. So maybe they could have a, a different theme room. So like you said, if you're an office worker... Or if if you're enraged at Keon Brooks's shot selection, we could make it look like a basketball court. And, <laughs> you know, just what what whatever it is that upsets you. You know, just custom fit. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I'm really excited about it. now. Tyler, can I tell you what I'm even more excited about? What's that? Also, so that's the end of segment two. We're going to go into segment three here. In segment three, we are going to be doing our Coke products taste test and here's here's what we got to do all right so during the show i texted my wife i told her to start pouring this out okay. in the last show i talked about how caffeine-free coke which you drank during every show yes, tastes like battery acid and that gave us the idea can we really taste the difference between these different coke products so what we have uh we're gonna have them brought in here in just a second is coke yes. diet coke coke zero sugar 
and then caffeine-free Coke as well. So apparently, I think these are being poured. I heard some rattling around out in the uh, out in the bar area there of our house, or of our house, like we live together, uh, of, of my house here. So I'm assuming that these have been poured. Um, I'm not 100% sure how this is going to work out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to call my wife okay, and see where we're at with this and see if everything is set up. I'm going to call her live here on the show. Oh, boy. Okay. And, All right. Oh, I actually hear her in there. Say it again. Okay, do you have everything poured? Okay, so Tyler, do you want to go grab everything? Sure. Okay. okay. So Tyler's going to grab everything. We've got four different glasses. Again, we've got Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero Sugar, and Caffeine-Free Coke. And my wife has written down on a piece of paper what's in each glass. Uh, Tyler and I will not be able to see what's in each glass because we didn't see it poured. It was poured in a totally separate room. So this is going to be completely unbiased. I'm going to see if maybe my caffeine-free Coke bias was because of the can. Maybe I didn't like the can. Is this glass number one? This is number one. Okay, this is number one. Let's keep them in order. And we're going to see if we can tell the difference. This is glass number two? Number two. Okay. Okay, glass number two. I'm really nervous about this. I, I mean, I think I'll be right. This is glass number three. They look so similar. They do. This is scary. Okay. And then we're bringing in glass number four. We got it? Okay. Now, um, did you also write down what was in each glass? Or is that a no? Yes, you got it on this paper. Okay, put it face down. We don't want to see it till the end because we don't need to know the answer until the end of the show. So that piece of paper, what you're telling me, Ty, that piece of paper has the answer to the question. What's what? Is that correct? So what we're going to do, we're going to try each one of these four, and we're going to try to figure out what's in each one based on taste alone, because let's be honest, I'm looking at these glasses, they look exactly, <laughs> they look exactly they the same. They are identical. I'm a little bit nervous about this one, because right off the bat, they're all bubbly, they're all fizzy, these are all fresh cans of soda. They were just opened up like a couple minutes ago. So these are fresh, cold cans of soda. Yeah, all from cans. There's no mix of bottles or glass or Pull anything. Pull your glasses a little closer there, Tyler. So okay. The camera right. shot too. Okay. Uh, and let me move this out of the way. Let me move my iPad out of the way. Okay. Let's do that. Because we, we don't need it right now. This is important stuff. We need to get down to the bottom of this. Is there really a difference? Can we really tell? So well, now let, let, let me ask you a question first. Sure. Before we get started on this, mm -hmm. the, the whole discussion started about whether or not there's a difference between regular Coke and caffeine-free Coke. Correct. Which led me down a rabbit hole of, does caffeine have a taste? Because theoretically, if, if the only difference between regular Coke and caffeine-free Coke is the caffeine, I, they should taste exactly the same, right? Because caffeine doesn't have that does, dramatic really, of a taste. Yeah, there's not really a, a taste to it. Uh, but depending on, I, I did several bits of research, and I found some people that said, you know, there's no difference, the formula is exactly the same. I found some people who said, you know, caffeine has kind of its own unique, kind of like a bitter taste to it. Mm -hmm. So some people said there's a difference without the caffeine in it. So okay. it, it was inconclusive in my research. Um, but also, Brent, what, 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 it, what is caffeine? Like, 
how do you, how do you make caffeine? I, I get what you're saying. Like, does it grow from a plant? Yes. Like, if I just wanted to go to the store and buy a bottle of caffeine, like... Now I'm really disturbed <laughs> by it, because it's a question that I haven't really thought of. Like we know all these drinks have caffeine in it. Except for one. But what is... Right. But what is what is caffeine? You know, now I don't know that I want to know the answer. It's like, well, do you really want to know how the sausage is made? I don't really know. I don't know. I know that some things like coffee beans have caffeine in it, but yes. what, what, what is that? Yes. I'm not sure. But what I do know, Tyler, is that we have got a, four glasses in front of us each. We do. And they're lined up one, two, three, four. You're the same. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. And we've got four choices here. Let me remind everybody of the choices. Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Zero Sugar, and Caffeine-Free Coke. Yes. Can we tell the difference? Okay, so how are, how are we going to Are we going to taste each one and then say out loud what we think it is? No. Or are I'm, we going to write them down? I'm going to write it down. I'm going to take note on my phone okay. of what I think, number one, two, three, and four are. And we have the master key, correct? My wife wrote Yes, uh, we, ha- we have it. We have not seen it. Okay. So I we think we go no ahead clue and do glass number one. And I think we go through these pretty quick, right? We don't need to really... Unless there's something really distinct that stands out, I think we just go through them. Yeah. Do I have to drink this whole glass? Of, I'm going to be up all night peeing. No. I'm going to make about 10 bathroom <laughs> trips during the night if I'm drinking all four of well, these. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes out of that. That's okay. something that you will have to that's, deal with That's first. a personal choice. All right. Okay. So let's try glass number one, Tyler. You ready? Let's okay. do it. These glass are cold. One. Ooh, these are cold. Cheers, Cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Hmm. Oh, this is going to be a really big pain in the butt. <laughs> I hope you can't tell the difference so bad. All right. So that's number one, okay. Brandon. I'm making my note. You got your uh, got your pick? I have a pretty good idea of what that you is. You think you know what that one is, Yeah, let's huh? do... All right. Class number two. All right, number two. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that's pretty clear what that is. Is it? I mean, I need to try it again. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what this is. Hmm. Yep, okay. I know what that is. <laughs> this is hard. It, it is, it is Honestly, hard. there's not a huge difference, I didn't think, between... Okay. Let, let me... Well, I got to try glass number one again real quick. <laughs> now, now you're going to get yourself mixed up. Okay, I know what that one is. Okay, I know what that one is. You sound very confident. All right, let's do it. We ready to go to glass number three? I think I've got a pretty good feel for where we're going here. Okay, all right. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Glass, glass, number three. glass number three. Okay. Got it. Okay. All right, glass we're down four. to our last one. Oh, this is tricky, Tyler, this, because this... Uh, let's be honest. These all look the same. They have the same amount of fizz. Mm-hmm. The only difference is we can't see what's in the can. This just goes to show how good marketing can be, Tyler, because marketing can really dictate what your expectations are when you open the can. You 100%. I mean? 100%. So this is really interesting. All right, cheers. All right, glass number four. Oh, my God, this is way harder than I thought. <laughs> Oh no, I'm having a problem here. Okay, I think I know what that one is. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I need to go back. You know how at the end of a test in school they'd be like, okay, go back and double check your <laughs> Re- answers. Review your work. I, I think I need to go back and review my work, so I'm going to do a quick um, swig of each one of these real quick. Man. Yeah, I think I know what that is. I really only feel good about one of these. I'll be honest. Yeah, I know what that one is. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm gonna I'm okay. gonna, I'm I, gonna be up 15 times tonight. Okay. Mm, okay. My bladder should not be able to hold all this coke. Let me just double check this number three. Uh, this is great podcasting. Okay, I think I know what it is. I, for those of you that are just listening. We've basically had to go back and sample all these glasses again. I think I've got it, Ty. I, I really do. I think that I've got it. Um, but I, you know, part of me is a little concerned. I'm a little worried. I don't feel confident at all. I'll be, and maybe it's because I've just drank a, a glass of bourbon and Coke that <laughs> maybe our taste buds are a little off. But I think I've got it, Tyler. So first of all, before we reveal the actual answers, let's let's compare our answers. Okay. Okay. So number one, what do you got? What, what's your number one? Number one, I think, is regular Coke. I put regular Coke as well. Okay. okay number two, I said Diet Coke. I put Coke Zero Sugar. Oh, okay. Okay. And number three, I put Diet Coke. Number three, I said Caffeine Free Coke. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Okay, and number four, I put caffeine-free. And number four, I said Coke Zero. <laughs> oh, God. We are way off time. We wow. are way off base here. One of us is going to be absolutely right, and one of us is going to be absolutely wrong. I yes. So, it's probably me. I'm going to be honest. All right. So, I had a hard... You, you're, you sound ultra-confident. Now I'm not so confident. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I was hoping that we actually had similar answers. The only one that we had a similar answer on was the first one. Yes. Okay. So the only one we agreed on is... Number one, which was regular Coke. That's how you got the master key. I do. I have it right here in front of me. Okay. Are, are we ready to reveal the answers? I, I, I feel so bad if I'm wrong. Because <laughs> you're, you're the one who talked all this smack. So I'm pretty sure. God, that, I hope you're wrong. I'm about pretty some sure of I got the caffeine free one right. Okay. All right, Todd. What, what was number one? <laughs> Were we way off? <laughs> Were we way off? Oh, no. Oh, jeez. This is such a disaster, Tyler. What was number okay. one? Number one. The the Oscar goes to number one, which you said last week, caffeine-free Coke tastes like battery acid. Tyler, you better not. Number one is caffeine-free Coca-Cola. Oh, my God. I just want to go crawl under a rock right now. You're wait, 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 just a second. That can't be right. I got are you saying that you think your wife messed the order up? <sighs> Man, this is very disappointing. Okay. What was number two? <laughs> I'm really upset right now. <laughs> number two, Coke Zero. Okay, which, I got that one right. Which you said was correct. <clears throat> number three, Diet Coke. Okay, I got that one right. Number four. Regular Coke. <laughs> Which means nope. Mr. Battery Acid over here cannot tell the difference between Coke and caffeine-free Coke. Tyler, I feel so guilty. How do you feel right now? Um, I just want to apologize. <laughs> because you drink a caffeine-free Coke every time on the show. And 
I, I could tell which one was Coke Zero Sugar because I drank that all the time. So I was okay with that one, and I mm-hmm. got that one right. I had a good feeling about Diet Coke, and I felt good about the regular Coke. And when I talk about regular Coke, this is classic Coke that you get out of the Coca-Cola red can. The red and white can. The one that you go to every time. So you know what? From now on, I'm just going to tell my wife to buy the caffeine-free regular Coke and just pour it out before I see the can. And this just goes to show that there's some kind of bias here. Because to me... This is unbelievable. You cannot be honest with you that they taste so similar. <laughs> I mean, it is frightening how similar these sodas taste. I mean, what do you think, Tyler? How many did you get? You got two right? I didn't get any right. Oh, you didn't get your Okay. <laughs> I didn't even get my favorite soda right. Okay, so I got the two diet sodas correct. But I, I'm just in shock. So regular Coke tastes the same as caffeine-free Coke. When before, I will openly admit that when I would get a can of caffeine-free Coke, I'd be like, oh, God. I got to drink caffeine-free Coke. It might as well just be poisoning me. <laughs> Stuff's terrible. And then I would open up the can. I'd be like, oh, God, I, I can drink like a couple sips of this at, at the most. But in this taste test, Tyler, I will openly admit, I said that it tasted like regular Coke. You did. Very disappointed in myself. Are, but, are you changed? So are, are you going to be purchasing the caffeine-free Coke now? Let me try this again. I can't believe I said that the caffeine-free Coke was, di- was, uh, was Diet Coke. Or no. Mm-hmm. No, I said that I thought the Diet Coke was caffeine-free Coke. Mm. I'm very disappointed in myself as well. Yeah, I mean, this really goes to show how good marketing can be, Tyler. Those colored cans can make a difference in your perception. Remember, we did the water taste test. We did. And it was, could you tell the difference between Fiji and the cheaper water? And we actually could tell the difference there. Right, we could tell the the, the, the tap water versus the Fiji yeah, the, water. The, the premium was water, very obvious. The spring water was better. It would cost more money, and it was better. In this case, you would have thought that the regular Coke would stand out and be like, "Okay, this is obviously regular Coke." We obviously proved that wrong today. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'm in shock. I'm going to be up all night thinking about this. <laughs> I'm really upset. Well, you're about also it. going to be up all night from all the caffeine we just drank too. That, that's correct. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we are, but. Uh, I mean, this is what you tune into the show for, Tyler. This is what we do here. Right? Yeah, we we have. I, I hopefully we have changed people's perceptions. This has changed my perspective uh, perception forever. Uh, I'm in shock, and I might as well buy the caffeine-free Coke. So it's definitely changed my perception. And I don't know. It was just a fun experiment too. Yeah, it was. But good luck finding the caffeine-free Coke because, as you know. Uh, from from my experience, you can't find it anywhere yeah. because apparently they don't make much of it anymore. So I, I load up anytime I can find it at the grocery store. And so I hope this also doesn't mean the people listening are now going to buy more of it and make it even harder for me to find yeah, please my caffeine-free yeah. Coke. So right. if you are at Walmart and you are buying caffeine-free Coke, please leave a bottle for me. <laughs> don't take the last one, please. Yeah, yeah this, this was a fun experiment, Tyler. i got to say, this has been one of the most interesting segments that we've ever done, <laughs> in my opinion. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. That's what we do on this show, Tyler. We cover sports. We cover news. We have a lot of fun in the third segment, as always. But uh, you, know, you can always find us again. Download our podcast, Lex Buds. Give us a five-star review. Check us out on Twitter at LexBuds. We're very active during games, but also when there are no games as well. So if you want to follow us there, please do so. LexBuds and Pick and Roll on Facebook. We're, we're pretty active, Todd. We do things. We're out and about with the people. We put out the podcast once a week as well. And we will continue to do crazy events like the Coke Taste Test as well. We're, not, we're just getting started, bro. As Mark Stoops would say, we're just getting started. 
Yeah. Who who knows what we'll taste test next time. Maybe 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 we'll try Pepsi and Diet Pepsi next time. You know, we've tried. We've we've considered doing the cheap bourbon versus the expensive. You remember? Mm-hmm. So maybe we could do the same. I've uh, that's been on our list for a while. I think we need to get to that at some point. The cheapest versus a really nice bottle. Yes, I just need to make sure that I can sleep on your couch when we do the bourbon. We'll taste work test. that. We'll work that out. <laughs> but long story short, make sure you follow us. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, a lot of fun. We enjoy the show, and we look forward to seeing all of you on the next episode. Stay, Stay classy, classy, Kentucky. Kentucky. I can't believe. It. <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. You were wrong, sir. Of course, I was wrong, too.